It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Weitz. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Two days, 11 hours, 58 minutes, and 30 seconds until the new year. 59 hours, 59 minutes. There you go. 59, 59. (laughs) (laughs) This is our last show of the year. It is. Hopefully, it's not our last show ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I got money on it. I think we're okay for a while. (laughs) I think we're good. (laughs) Oh, big plans for the new year? Absolutely not. I'm taking down my Christmas tree tomorrow. What? Yeah. You can't take it down this early. Oh. Yes. Why? Because it's over. Christmas is over. No, it's not. I know not at your house. It's like Christmas at your house every day, all year long. Y'all don't even know why you take your tree down. Just leave it up like Aaron. Aaron leaves his tree up. Mine's not as... In the Christmas spirit all year long. Mine's not as as easy to deal with as Aaron's. Yeah, he's got like a Snoopy tree. No, he's he's got a a A smaller 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 tree that makes it where it doesn't completely engulf the uh the house the that's that's true that's a good point mine is very small and and stays in the corner of the living room where there's nothing you can yeah. see it but it doesn't like it's it doesn't dominate the room right mine dominates the room mine dominates the whole place yeah. <laughs> right y'all, no. have, y'all have real trees or artificial artificial oh okay. yeah, yeah. Most i have do. that room spray that smells like pine so i'll just you know walk by and squirt it at <laughs> <laughs> the tree <laughs> Good and the dogs. Grief. Yeah, no, we're not doing anything except staying home and watching football and taking down Christmas. And you're going to take it down before the first? I think so. Don't do that. Is that bad luck or something? Mm-hmm. And you're bad luck because you say it's bad luck or bad luck because it's really bad luck? You're not supposed to take your Christmas Eve. tree down before the first of the new year. Are you sure? Everybody knows that. I would have to look on the Googles about that. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to verify what y'all are saying through the Googles. I don't, I just, well. It's just what growing, I was always told. Okay. Well, I do know, like, growing up, my mother always left Christmas up through New Year's. Mm-hmm. So maybe she was on to something. Well, of course she was. <laughs> I'll have to call her. I'll have to check and see if it's, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'll take it down Christmas or New Year's Day. That's That's the right time. Okay. I'll take it down. Scott, when you're listening right now, we're taking down our tree He's on be Monday. Mad. He's going to be probably mad all excited. It's going down tomorrow. My dogs like it. They just lay right there well, by the of fireplace. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a bougie tree. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine it not being. <laughs> I could just leave it up. We talked about this last night. We could just leave it up and then like. In January, put like footballs on it for like Super Bowl and bowl games, and then mm-hmm. February, put hearts on it for Valentine's. I know people that actually do that. I know, I know. And Scott's like, 
No, absolutely not. I will be sick of that tree within like one day. So yeah, I, I couldn't do that. I, I really don't think I could either. Because the whole point of Christmas is the anticipation of putting up the Christmas tree and all that. So. Right on uh, Halloween. But what are you doing for New Year's? Watching football, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, speaking of, we got some bowl games going on set right up, now. Set up some snack trays and. I bet cheese and crackers is one of them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Our favorite, cheese and crackers. What are you having for dinner, cheese and crackers? Mm-hmm. I do do that sometimes. I do it a lot. I love it. I could live on cheese and crackers. It's good My stuff. daily snack. Well, I know. I mean, if you ever... String cheese. Uh, today I had string cheese and wrist bits <laughs> for, my, for my afternoon snack. He's like a 12-year-old. He <laughs> is. I'm telling he's you. He's got to have snacks. If you come into the studio, I was, he's got it all lined up. I posted... I, well, and I didn't post it. I was going to, but then I, I sent a picture of my Walmart order to my friends, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was ridi- cheese. It was ridiculous. String cheese, no, no. cheese. It, well, there's not in that order because I had plenty, but it was frozen pizzas, two different kinds of popsicles. <laughs> well, popsicles and fudgesicles, um, <laughs> breakfast bowls. That is so not healthy. And uh, I forgot what else. Oh, the little uh, little packages of Ritz bits, and I was like, I really am just like a, a twelve-year-old with a you job are. and a credit card. <laughs> you are. It's, well, it's we, pretty ridiculous. And on Stephanie's sports talk today, we're going to talk about oh, those kind drink. of things. Oh, and energy drinks. Yeah, of course, energy drinks. <laughs> we know energy. Yeah, drinks. it's like if you gave a twelve-year-old an apartment and a credit card. That's what my that's well, that's what my refrigerator your cabinet looks like. I was about like. to say that's what my refrigerator looks like, but that's what my life looks like. Oh my gosh, Aaron, we got to work on 2024 and your diet. Hey, I'm having a blast. You know, everything starts with the diet. I got, I got no complaints. Come on. <laughs> Any New Year's resolutions from either of you? No, I I, I don't, don't. No, I have goals. Okay. I think goals are more important than resolutions. Yeah, kind of the same thing. Maybe not. Maybe. Resolutions just kind of, to me, it's like, okay, I'm going to do the. Anytime I've made a resolution, it lasts for 30 seconds. <laughs> a whole 30 seconds? <laughs> yeah, like, all right, I'm not going to eat, you know, no carbs today. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do with a keto diet. Or mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah, it doesn't last. So if I just have goals, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about today later on, then I'm going to I'm gonna be your coach today, coach. Oh, okay. So, but no, I I do have some goals. All right, Aaron, do you have a resolution, or do you mess with those? No, um, for basically the same reasons, because nobody ever keeps them. It's easy. There's, it's just better to do it, a not on New Year's and make a, a huge deal about it. Just start making small changes toward whatever you're working towards. It's okay. the best way to do everything. So. Uh, and it, it was actually a great life lesson when I finally learned that and quit doing New Year's resolutions and, and stopped, you know, not following through. And I've been able to do uh, doing it the other way, you know, just slow changes. I've been able to do a lot of things that have improved my life. Pretty proud. On the text line, we want to know, do you have a resolution? Do you keep up with them? Or do you just have goals? 254-662-1660. We'd like to hear from you. And Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, let us know what your goals are. Uh-oh, breaking news. Breaking news. Touchdown, Kentucky. Oh. <laughs> How about that? Kentucky and Clemson going at it right now. And Kentucky is getting the best out of Clemson. And it is 13-10 to 10 with your PAT up and coming. So 
Kentucky playing very well right now. What's I like that? the, uh, the I like the chrome helmets too. I do too. Those are really really nice. That is a great Still look. Still a lot of ball game left though. Oh that yeah. Is, that is the but, yeah. Oh, I do like the Gator Bowl. We, we were talking like about it. that before we came on the air. Mm-hmm. Not, not not a dig at Kentucky, but man, how far has Clemson fallen? And that shows you in a short period of time how fast it can happen if you don't keep up with the times. The main thing that they haven't been doing is transfer portal, which mm-hmm. is uh, if you're a Baylor fan, you're well aware of how how fast the program can fall off if if your NIL program isn't competitive with other schools, but. Hopefully that's changed this year, but man, it's uh, for Clemson to go from national top two or three every year to now barely in the top 25 and with a good chance of losing this bowl game to Kentucky, that's a huge drop in less than a year, like you said. Do you know what they serve at the Gator Bowl? Gator. Fried gator. gator. Mm-hmm. They do. Never eat it. Yeah, I'm not. Have you ever eaten alligator? People are like, yeah, it tastes gross. like. Yeah, People uh, it like, tastes it t- like it tastes like chicken. chicken. Well, that's what yeah. People say it tastes like everything, chicken. Everything tastes like chicken. You know chicken. what else it's tastes tough. like chicken? Chicken. It's, yeah, and it tastes tough. better than alligator. I'm sure. So I'll pass and no, and I don't take... do alligator or frog legs or any of that. No, because it's really tough. Have you eaten it? I've had it and I don't like it. No, there is one. I love squirrel, which is, is also oh kind of tough. God. But if it's who cooked, are you, Jed Clampett? If it's cooked right, squirrel <laughs> is amazing. What I love the, it. Did you grow up here? You are yeah. not from the hills of Arkansas like where Drake is. <laughs> My family is from Alabama. Squirrel. Squirrel. Why? Because they're they plenty. They eat squirrel in Alabama? Yes, absolutely. They eat squirrel in Texas because that's where we had it. My grandfather, we used to hunt them and cook them. And nope. he, he He's could, from the backwoods. That's he, for sure. He <laughs> could make them. Uh, exactly. Hey, you know, they're from. My, no, uh, thank my, you. My, on my mom's side, all my family is, is, is from. A town called Latahoochee, Alabama, which is about well, it's about thirty miles out of the world. <laughs> it's thirty miles outside Mobile. And right, well, there's you, not anything else out there. You can just come over to our house animals. and get some squirrel. We got <laughs> lots of them, and our dogs will probably help you catch one. But he said they're a little gamey and a little tough if you don't cook them right. But if you do <laughs> cook them right, they are amazing. It's like you're eating a rat, Aaron. Yeah. It is a rat, and just with a cute puffy face and a tail. You are eating a rat. Squirrel. That, oh, God. So good. Well, that's, you know, they eat raccoon in West Virginia. Yeah, I don't do that. And possum. Like, who wants to eat a possum? See, possum stew. Possums are good at good, oh, good animals. I mean, they're, they're great Not for food. the environment. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're good that's animals. why you shouldn't kill possums. They kill, they eat so many bugs. Yeah. So, like pounds Mosquitoes. of bugs every day. Ew. Yeah. So why do I, chickens? I, I found one in my. When I, when I lived in a house in North Waco, there was one in my backyard because it scared my dog half to death. But I did not harm him. I scared him away because I wanted him to continue eating the bugs in the neighborhood. This mm-hmm. has nothing to do with sports. No, we're having but a good time. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had, we had the breaking news about the yeah, I know. Kentucky score in the, in, in the Notre Dame and Oregon State coming up. Bowl. That's coming up at 1 o'clock, and that is in <laughs> El Paso. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Tony the Tiger, Tiger Sun Bowl. Yeah. I love it. Did you see the Pop-Tart the Pop-Tart deal? Bowl and everything surrounding it? Yes. Did it everybody was, eat Pop-Tarts? It was amazing. <laughs> Who The the people behind the marketing they did every, a good, everything for the Pop-Tart Bowl. As silly as I thought it was, they did a really, really good I didn't job. See it. They did. It was incredible because it was so entertaining. They had the mascot, 
go down into a fake toaster. I love it. And he had a sign that said, dreams do come true. And then an actual, it wasn't him, obviously, but an actual mascot-sized, fully cooked Pop-Tart came out the bottom of the fake, big fake toaster, and the, the winning team ate it. It that's was pretty cool. amazing. No, that's cool. It I'd was. like to attend that next they year. They did a lot of that cool was, things. I don't care who's playing. I think we Whoever should Whoever came up with all that stuff needs a raise. I thought that, it, I it thought was, it was absolutely silly, silly mm-hmm. but it worked out, and it was it was funny. 100%. It was if, absolutely funny. If you're going to have a, a bowl game that's not one of the New Year's Six or playoff bowls, mm-hmm. do some cool things like they did, like the Duke Mail Bowl does, you know, and Dump pour, the mayonnaise. pour mayonnaise on the winning coach. That's gross. It's a lot that's, of fun. Uh, but I bet you they're going to be serving Tony the Tiger Kellogg cereal. Oh, of I'm course. Sure they will. At this next game that's coming up here in just 45 minutes. I at, bet they do. At the Cheez-It Bowl last year. They gave away Cheez-Its. Well, and they they did the hotel rooms of every player was completely done up in Cheez-It stuff. That's cool. Red like Cheez-It. Cheez it yeah, everything. That's cool. Yeah. So that's cool. I, yeah. See? Yeah. Those would be fun bowl games to right. go to. Make them make them. Make, Make them, them interesting. fun and entertaining. Yep. The two games in the baseball parks yesterday. Rutgers gets the win over Miami, 31-24. to mm. Boston College takes down SMU, 23-14. to We talked about that game before we got off the air yesterday. NC State and Kansas State in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Kansas State gets the Pop-Tart, 28-19. to <laughs> And last <laughs> night, Arizona and Oklahoma. Farewell, Oklahoma, out of the Big 12 as they get beat. By the new coming Big Twelve team, Arizona, see thirty-eight to twenty-four. That's awesome, and that's that's, that's one awesome. of the reasons why we're ready for them to leave. They're every year they're ruining our bowl record. <laughs> 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 but it was a, it was a nice win for the a few uh, one of the new Big Twelve teams starting next year over one of the teams leaving for the SEC. Yeah, and it was a it was an entertaining football game in the Valermo Alamo Bowl last night. Ryan Aber, he'll join us from the Oklahoma. We'll talk about that game coming up here in just a few minutes. But as uh, Steph mentions, Oregon State and Notre Dame kicking off here in just a little bit in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl out in El Paso. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl coming up a little bit later on. Another Big 12 team going at it against Iowa. Memphis, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. We'll have their opportunity at 2.30. And then tonight, the nightcap. At the Ohio Goodyear State. Cotton Bowl Classic at AT&T Stadium, it is Missouri and Ohio State. And did you see where Ohio State only sold about a third of their allotted tickets to the Cotton Bowl? What is going on there? That's That, that school is playoffs or bust, which there are a couple of schools like that, including, well, I don't know. I, I don't want to say, I don't know how well Alabama traveled to play Kansas State last year. But there are some schools that, mm-hmm. that are, are so used to being there, Ohio State being one of them, that they just aren't interested in other bowls, even if it's a New Year's Six Bowl. They're very um, – It's unfortunate. They're spoiled. It, it is, because uh, my daughter is a big Buckeye fan, and she's like, I don't even care about watching because they're not in the national they're championship. Spoiled. They are wow. spoiled. And so that's just how their fans are. So, yeah, I do believe that they didn't sell very many tickets. Mm. Pretty sad. That is sad. I, I, I'm interested to see how that crowd turns out. Now, I think there's enough people around AT&T Stadium, kind of like the Texas High School Football Championship. If those tickets are available, they're going to go buy them, and that place will be full just because they're going to have an opportunity to go to the Cotton Bowl. Right. So I don't, I don't think it's going to hurt AT&T we Stadium. We should go. We could probably get a ticket. Easily. Let's go. Road Easily. trip. Road trip. 
tonight? Yeah, why not? Seven o'clock? Yeah. All right, we can go. All right. Let's, Missouri let's, and Ohio. Uh, State. You're listening. Get us tickets. We're on the we're on the road, babe. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right, coming up next, Ryan Aber from the Oklahoma, and we'll talk about that loss for the Sooners. That's coming up next on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Scott Drew and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor men christen the new Foster Pavilion January 2nd against Cornell. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off January 2nd. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat and John all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. All-around maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, all-around maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Connects right now. Make 2024 the year you go back to living normal life again. Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. QC Connects can give you your life back. The nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement again. If you have pain from an old injury, 
or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds. Call QC Kinetics for free consultation. 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Joining us now from the Oklahoma as promised, Ryan Aber. As we talk Sooners last night in the Alamo Bowl. Ryan, how are we doing today? Oh, not too bad. Just uh, still shaking out the cobwebs a little bit, but on the road back, uh, just going through Austin right now, actually. So That game last night had to be the ups and downs in that game where Arizona started off hot, then here comes Oklahoma, and they take control of that football game, and all of a sudden you look up into the fourth quarter and Arizona says, you know what, we're going to take back the game tonight. It was an up-and-down movement for the Sooners last night. Yeah, no doubt about it. Just about a, a disastrous start as they could have uh, written up uh, for, for not only but Jackson Arnold in his uh, starting debut, and then he really settled in, was fantastic for uh, you know most of the next two quarters, but then uh, the, the turnovers just caught up with him. You know, it's crazy to – think of the turnover margin last night six to one Mm -hmm. until OU was in the game until the very end so um, there there are some positive things to take away last night from the Sooners but certainly very disappointing the way that uh, that game wound up playing out uh, in the fourth quarter with Jackson Arnold getting his first start as the Sooners quarterback and you look at what he was able to do and you mentioned it a couple of uh, interceptions and a fumble last night for him but still I think if you look at the overall picture of what he was able to do in his first start as a Sooners quarterback you have to kind of feel good about the future don't you yeah I don't think there's any doubt about it because there are things like some of the interceptions most notably that second interception which mm-hmm. uh, Drake Stoops was calling for the ball on and he was open it's just Jackson Arnold took a little bit too long getting him the ball, and the safety was able to, to slide over there. Those are things that are going to get cleaned up with experience. And Jackson Arnold going through the spring, going through preseason camp, going through off season, uh, he's going to have a chance to uh, you know correct those things. But just the raw talent that we saw from him last night, his ability to uh, throw the ball down the field with uh, the Brennan Thompson touchdown that we 
saw, mm-hmm. uh, put it in tight spots. Anderson touchdown uh, early, and then to make plays with his feet, like we saw uh, most of the night. Uh, there are a lot of encouraging signs for uh, Jackson Arnold's future. Uh, I think that came out of last night's game. I think the most disappointing thing in in my mind last night for the Sooners was what you mentioned a few minutes ago. The total turnovers, six turnovers. You're not going to win football games. I don't care who you're playing if you turn the ball over six times in a game. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, the, the fumbles by Jalil Farouk just came at awful, awful time. You know, one after OU had gotten the first turnover, and then uh, it, it looks like they're going to uh, go in and score really quickly. You know, that Jalil Farouk would have had the ball. Uh, around the 10-yard line before that ball popped free. Arizona gets the ball back, flips the field on them, and then, uh, you know, there uh, was the last play of the third quarter, first play of the fourth. The ball uh, just uh, sort of a funky bounce. Uh, he made a, makes a catch, makes a turn, and it pops straight up in the air, and all of a sudden Arizona returns at 87 yards for a touchdown. So uh, really disappointing about the uh, turnovers uh, for sure last night. But uh, like I said, there, there are some positives uh, to take away from this game. And I think it's important that people realize that uh, the full game outcomes, unless you're talking about the playoffs, really don't matter. Clearly there's things that they've got to uh, fix and correct. Uh, but uh, Jackson Arnold certainly looked the part last night in a lot of ways. Uh, a, a five-star guy, and there were some other encouraging signs, some other uh, you know question marks that popped up. But you know that's what happens when you're uh, where the Sooners are right now. Ryan Aver with the Oklahoma talking Sooners football with us here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas, making his way back up to Oklahoma, and I appreciate the time, Ryan. When you look at what the defense was able to do, especially that defensive line being able to play pretty well last night. That's got to be an encouraging sign for Brent Venables. Yeah, I think uh, to me, outside of Jackson Arnold, that was the number one thing that came out of it. And, you know, they had uh, the, the five sacks, which tied their season high. Uh, they, they hadn't been very disruptive over the back half of the season since also having five against Texas early in the year. Uh, but they were able to do that. And it wasn't just uh, those the sacks. They were able to get up into Noah Fafita's space uh, early and often. Uh, guys like uh, not only from the defensive line, but guys like Kendall Dolby from the backfield. Dolby had uh, two sacks last night. Uh, R. Mason Thomas, one of their young defensive ends, had another really impressive one. And, uh, you know, that's to me, that's the biggest area where OU needed to take a significant step forward as they move to the SEC is on that defensive line. And I think last night showed that they're not not far from where they need to be. And now they've got some uh, big-time recruits coming in that they anticipate will certainly help push them in that direction. But they've also got to go out and, I think, get at least one more difference maker in the portal on that defensive front to be fully ready for next year. Ryan, can you really take a whole lot out of a bowl game? You just mentioned that they really don't mean a whole lot unless you're in the college football playoffs. And with the transfer portal the way it is and guys leaving or guys deciding, hey, I'm going to opt out because I'm going somewhere else or I'm going to opt out because I'm going to the NFL, can you get a true read out of a bowl game like this? 
not, I don't think, as a, as a whole picture. But I, I think you can get some reads on certain players, certain position groups, certain things, uh, where they stand. So like I said, I, I thought the defensive line last night was a, a strong suit uh, for the Sooners. And then uh, Jackson Arnold, obviously some freshman mistakes there, but uh, you know, some also some really encouraging signs from him. So I, I think sort of when you look at it under a microscope, Yes, there's things that you could take away, but uh, the, the big picture, the wins and losses part of the bowl, I, I don't think matter a whole lot. How much has, in your mind, and, and you follow college football as much as anybody else and do a great job with the Sooners, but how much has this new era of college football with the transfer portal and guys opting out because they're not going to play, how much has that hurt the bowl season in – how will that change when we get to a 12-team playoff? Yeah, it's definitely had a big effect on the, the bowl season. You know, it used to be bowls were very much tied into the season that they were a part of. But, you know, honestly, right now it feels like most of the bowls outside of the playoff, you know, maybe even the New Year's Six, but even the, the, those bowls to some extent feel much more about the next season and turning the page rather than, uh, you know, celebrating the team that has been together that year. So uh, that that's certainly different. I think it'll be helped a little bit by the playoff uh, when you talk about more teams being fully invested in things. But uh, I, I think those goals beyond the 12-team playoff are going to be hurt even more. And, uh, they, you know, I don't think there's any, um, you know, any stopping that. Uh, given the system that's in place right now. Is there any reason why that Division One shouldn't be like Division Two or Division Three and go to a 32-team playoff? You know, it'd be nice. I mean, heck, they're with... Uh, I mean, if they can do it, certainly Division One could do it, couldn't they? Yeah, I think, you know, the argument's always been, oh, time off a pool, things like that. But, one, it's never held weight because of... Uh, because of the fact that, like you mentioned, Division Two can do it, and they're in the same situation school-wise, and a lot of cases, uh, you know, even at more of a disadvantage academically. But, uh, you know, I think the biggest reason is the, the bowl structure and what it is, and there's people that don't want to give up their power any more than they already have uh, to get to that point. So I, I think it's gradually uh, going to work in that direction. But I also think it's going to be hard to put the NCAA structure on things, you know, given the, the way that things have gone in, in college football, not only with, uh, you know, NIL transfer portal and the playoff, but just the, uh, you know, sort of, um, you know, taking away the NCAA's enforcement piece with mm -hmm. uh, some of the things that have happened over the last uh, 10 years or so. So I think – a lot of those things are, are tough to watch as somebody who's followed college football since, you know, as long as I can remember. Um, but you also see some of the reasons why some of the changes needed to happen as far as players uh, getting uh, more taken care of and gaining a little bit more control. But uh, it, it certainly changed the landscape of college football, and I don't think that's ever going back. No, I, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Ryan Aber with us from the Oklahoma talking OU and college football. And, Ryan, I, is college football free agency right now? Have we got to that point? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, heck, you look at uh, the Caden Green situation for Oklahoma, and they had a, a freshman uh, offensive lineman that, you know, Bill Biedenboe does not make a habit of starting freshmen on his offensive line, but Caden Green was able to, to do that. And instead of staying at OU, he uh, decides to enter the transfer portal and pops up at Missouri a few days later. And, um, you know, I'm not, certainly not saying anything about that situation and the way it went down, but. It, it just highlights uh, that, that, yeah, it's sort of open season on, uh, on player movement and things like that. And you add that to the fact that it's all happening while the season is still technically going on. Mm-hmm. You know, Brent Venables has brought this up several times. He's like, it's like the NFL having free agency during the playoffs. And it's just sort of madness. You know, I, I wish there would be some calendar correction. I hope there is some calendar correction at some point that fixes at least some of this. Uh, but uh, it's just weird uh, to see the way things play out. And it's not just at OU. It's not just that, you know, it's at Baylor. It's not just at the Big 12 schools or the SEC schools. It's, you know, up and down across college football. It's just been a, a seismic shift over the last uh, few seasons. Ryan, surely you're not saying there's any tampering going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never. There's nothing like that. There's, there's never any back-channel conversations or you know, conversations with agents or handlers or anything like that. Everything happens, and then, you know, these transfers all come together in, uh, you know, the span of about, you know, six or eight hours. Right. So, it's uh, you know, it's like the NBA free agent market when it opens, and then all of a sudden you see this uh, rash of signings happen the next day. Uh, I mean, it just it's a frenzy credibility to think that things are uh, they're on the surface are supposed to be Ryan Aber with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Ryan, now the Sooners turn their attention on the football side, heading to the SEC. What in your mind is the number one thing they have to do in the offseason to get ready to be competitive in the SEC? I mean, uh, go to work with Jerry Schmidt, I think, would be the number one uh, there because it is a big ramp up for them. I think they've done some some good work on the recruiting trail Mm -hmm. and building some things up on that defensive line in the secondary, most notably getting their really their linebackers. So really all levels of the the defense uh, beefing that up. But I think at this point, it's just about getting bigger, faster, stronger, because it's not that, you know, OU couldn't go compete with an Alabama or a Georgia or, a, uh, you know, a Tennessee, a Florida, uh, an LSU on a one-game basis, because they've been able to do that. Uh, what they, uh, what's going to be different about this is competing against teams like that week in and week out. And, heck, you just look at the end of OU's schedule next year where they – uh, face Alabama and Auburn back to back, and that's something that they just haven't had to deal with. You know, generally Bedlam and the Texas game are spread out mm-hmm. pretty significantly, and uh, it's going to be in a completely different world for them uh, next season, uh, moving to the SEC. So they've got to uh, get right with Jerry Schmidt. I think is the number one uh, priority for them this off season. OU and Texas staying in the Cotton Bowl. How good is that just for that rivalry? 
Yeah, I, I'm really glad to see that, that that happened. And, you know, you can say all you want about, well, you know, if they moved to Jerry World this, if they did it this way, this. But the fact is the, the rivalry is, in my mind, the best in college football. And I, I put it, you know, right up there with Army-Navy. Those, mm-hmm. to me, are the two uh, just at the pinnacle of things. And the reason that OU Texas is there is because of the setting and where it is in the middle of the state fair. You've got, you know, uh, thousands of people that are there uh, that aren't even in the stadium. Now, a lot of them are OU or Texas fans. And, um, they, you know, I think it's really cool that that atmosphere gets to stick around for, you know, moving it into the second century there at uh, Fair Park. And uh, it's also really good that they're doing some of those renovations because they've needed them for quite a while. Oh, boy, have they. The added (laughs) restrooms, the the concourse uh, widening, uh, things like that, because the the atmosphere at OU Texas is uh, unlike anything I've ever experienced, and I've been to some really cool places. But, uh, you know, sometimes when you're walking around the concourse and you're hearing people uh, as you're packed in there, complaining about the restroom experiences and things like that and, and just get overheated and things like that, you uh, you wonder why they're all doing that. But they're going to you know, make it right and uh, make that stadium uh, viable for uh, you know, the foreseeable future. Uh, and I'm really glad they're doing that for that rivalry. Ryan Aver with the Oklahoma and with us here in the press box on ESPN, ESPN Central Texas. And Ryan, uh, the coaching staff, is it set? to get ready to not only hit the recruiting trail, but get ready for spring ball because it's going to be upon us before we know it. Or is there still some work that Brent Venables needs to do to fill in some holes? Well, I think I mentioned the one on the defensive line. They're trying to you know, add somebody there. It's not going to surprise me if they go out and try to uh, find a kicker in the portal. Zach Schmidt struggled for most of the year. They've got a freshman coming in that they feel really good about, but will he be ready right off the bat? And then they need to probably fill at least one more offensive line uh, hole there and bring in a, a, another probably guard in the transfer portal. I think those are their, their biggest uh, biggest areas of need uh, right now. And, and then the other thing is just recruiting some of these guys that are already on their campus to stick around. And, you know, they've gotten decisions from Billy Bowman and Danny Stutzman, and they feel really good about that. You know, we'll see what Woody Washington does. Jalil Farouk has sort of indicated that he's likely to stay, but uh, you know, still haven't heard definitively from him. So I think those are the biggest areas of focus for uh, Brent Venables and his staff here as they uh, you know turn the page to uh, the 2024 season. Yeah, and the, the question I was asking, though, does he have his staff intact? Yeah, I think so. I think the, the biggest question mark was Ted Roof, the defensive coordinator, Right. Some uh, thoughts that he might step away and retire. I actually asked him directly that the other day, how long he planned on doing this. And he uh, a little uh, perturbed with me, maybe. <laughs> I was calling him old, which uh, I wasn't because I'm not that much younger than him. But, uh, you know, wanted to just address those things. And he said, hey, I'm, I'm going to do it as long as I still love it. And I, I think certainly – Brent Venables wants to have him around. He's a guy who develops relationships as, as well as anybody that I've uh, been around, and Brent Venables loves him. And 
you know, let's be honest, this is Brent Venable's defense as much as it is Ted Roof or more than it is Ted Roof. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, if, if Ted Roof hangs around, I wouldn't anticipate any other uh, changes on this staff. They seem pretty solid uh, right now. But, you know, this is college football. You know, we could turn around tomorrow and three of the coaches are gone because that's the way it works. Ryan Aber with the Oklahoman here on ESPN Central Texas inside the press box talking Sooners and college football. Hey, Ryan, I certainly do appreciate the time. Be safe on the highway. Have a safe trip back up to Oklahoma. And Happy New Year, my friend. Yeah, same to you. Thank you so much for having me on, and uh, have a great one. All right, there he goes. Ryan Aber with the Oklahoman as the Sooners finish up their season with a, a loss in the bowl game. But he's right. Jackson Arnold had the bright spots last night, and you could see why everybody's excited about this young man is what he's able to do. And that's freshmen make mistakes, and he was thrown into the fire his first start is in a bowl game uh, in the Alamo Bowl. And I thought overall that he played fairly well. You, I mean, that one interception he's talking about down the sidelines, if he learns that he just throws it into that window, mm-hmm. that's probably a big completion to Stoops. But he waited just about three yards too long and gave the safety enough time to get over so you can take that one away. That's going to be a learning deal. The other one was just a great interception. Uh, and then the fumble – there in the fourth quarter, but I, I think Sooner fans have something to look uh, forward to uh, with that young man taking over as quarterback for them. Yeah, they weren't concerned about Liz and Dylan Gabriel because they felt good about mm-hmm. what they had there, and I think they were right. I think they were too. I thought he played pretty well for his first start right out of the gate. Uh, Sooners get beat by Arizona as their last game in the Big 12 on the football side of things, 38-24. to 24. Coming up next... She's back. Baylor, Big 12 Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women opening Big 12 play Saturday, December 30th in Austin against Texas. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas. Does your company need CDL drivers? We can help. ATDS assists companies with training their employees to obtain their CDL license to fill driving positions. There's so much freight to be hauled and not enough drivers to keep up with the demand, especially since it's a requirement to attend a truck driving school now to get your CDL license. ATDS trains drivers for over 20 different companies. They can obtain their CDL license in as little as 20 days and be on the road working immediately. Our only requirement is that you must have a valid Texas driver's license, no outstanding tickets or warrants, and you must be able to pass a drug screen and DOT physical. We train and test on manual transmissions, which sets us apart from other schools in the area. We do not want our students to have an automatic restriction on their license. We start a new class every two weeks, and we also have weekend classes available. Call us at 254-829-1694 to get your employees enrolled to obtain their CDL license. 
1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Another Christmas has passed, and that means no more presents, right? Not at Pickup Outfitters. It's our year-end push to end truck nudity, and we're giving away lots of gifts. Come get you some of this. Free install with every retractable bed cover. Free laser-measured perfect-fit floor liners with any purchase over $1,000. Free rubber bed mat with every solid bed cover purchased and installed. Free bed rug mat or lighting upgrade with any camper shell purchase. Free install with any toolbox purchase. $200 off front bumpers, $100 off rear bumpers purchased and installed. Instant manufacturer rebate match on airlift airbags and compressor. Plus more. Christmas is hereby extended by Pickup Outfitters through this Saturday, December 30th only. Check it out online at createacommotion.com or better yet, come see us at our brand new location of Pickup Outfitters. Look for the silver and red building at 4535 West Waco Drive in Waco. Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. <laughs> it sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield CD from EECU. They have a 5.5% APY on a nine-month CD. 5.5%? That is big. Yep, we've done our banking with EECU for years, and we opened a CD just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high-yield and open your CD in under five minutes minutes. Wow. What'd you call them? EECU? <laughs> That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to EECU.org slash high yield today because it's a limited time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for a record-setting November and make a JTC your number one full-service Chevrolet store. With all of our new inventory, it's starting to look a little like Christmas. At Jim Turner Chevrolet, we also have the largest selection of certified pre-owned and in need for more. So before you spend too much, give us the opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. 
the human drama of athletic competition. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Lafayette Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels, and now, here's Stephanie. Ta-da. Ta-da. I've been practicing that all morning. <laughs> what? You nailed it. I nailed it. Hey, so uh, it's New Year's coming up. Really? Yep. And you were talking about resolutions. Yes, I was. Okay. And I said, well, we, I don't really do resolutions. I do goals. Well, everybody's New Year's resolution, and this was a statistic I sh uh, saw on Google's, that 85% of people are going to make a resolution to lose weight. Well, that's that's an easy guess. Correct, right? I mean, I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just no, saying that's an easy I guess. I don't think it's ugly. <laughs> um, you know, and then the other, I'm, like... I'm trying to be ugly. So just <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He is in I'm a kidding. mood today. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so I was reading, and I started looking like... Uh, NFL football players and quarterbacks and their diet. Now, of course, they burn off tons of calories, so they're going to need a lot more carbohydrates than normal people like us. So I wanted to just speak give, for yourself. Do you go run lot seven, eight miles a day? Mm -hmm. When? As soon as I can. Then you ain't running because you're too busy. <laughs> <laughs> But, so, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of motivation that if you are setting a resolution or you are setting goals, as I would call them, mm -hmm. to lose weight or to be healthier, here are some tips. Okay? Okay. You need to be smart. S-M-A-R-T. And I don't mean, like, brain smart, but, you know, like I am, but... <laughs> like brain smart? <laughs> but... You are? little bit okay on some things <laughs> so here it is you ready i'm so proud of myself for this smart s stands for specific be specific in other words write it down like you know aaron you know wants to like make sure he works out four times a day or four times a week write mm -hmm. it down two make sure that your goal is measurable so don't be like i'm gonna lose 20 pounds in one week i mean you'd have to starve yourself first off right Right. So make sure that you it's measurable and you can reach it. And then make sure it's achievable. Same thing, right? Can I really, truly achieve this? Can I truly run a marathon? Can I truly just run a mile? You know, start small and work up to that big Can goal. I make it from the couch to the bed? Exactly. <laughs> or to the kitchen to eat my cheese and crackers. Um, <laughs> and make sure that your results are in a timely manner. So don't be unrealistic. Don't like... Okay, I want to look like the supermodel, or I want to look like Tom Brady, and I want to do it in a month. Because everybody's body's different, your mm -hmm. metabolism is different. You know, you can't compare yourself to a professional athlete or an Olympian Speak when you're yourself. like 75 years old. And you know, I'm just saying. You know? You're saying I'm 75. I'm not looking at you saying that you're <laughs> you, 75. You were looking right at me. <laughs> you were looking dead at me. I wasn't looking at you, and like I was that. staring right at you. I didn't mean it like that. I did not mean it like Kinda that. Felt it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, and then T stands for timely. In other words, you know, same thing. Make sure that the results you want are in a timely manner, mm -hmm. and then that. 
record it. So here's what my daddy used to tell me growing up. When you make goals for the new year, no matter what it is, whether it's, you know, I want to get out of debt or, you know, I don't want to use, I don't want to drink as many monsters like, you know, because, you mm-hmm. know, the three of us probably drink three or four a day and we're like, ah, so, you know, that type deal. Write it down on a piece of paper and put it on a mirror. Like when you get up in the morning to brush your teeth and when mm-hmm. you go to bed, you're going to see it. Or on your computer, on your desk, you know, so that you see it every day and keeps you on track. So that was one thing. And so here are some tips for losing weight. Okay. Fruits and vegetables. Right. Okay. You have all these fad diets out there, which is what? Keto, paleo, Atkins. They don't work. Okay, so I tried keto last year. I was starving. <laughs> I mean, I could not eat enough cheese. And, you know, I've, every once in a while, i got to have that rice or that pasta. Um, so, you know, don't go with fat or what Hollywood says. Do what's good for all you, you. All you have to do is count calories, eat fruits and vegetables and nuts as snacks, and don't eat past 10 o'clock at night. Well, see, now there's a controversy there because some will say 10, some will say 9, some will say 8. But if you're... It depends if, on what time you go to bed. Exactly. So if you're like Aaron that stays up till 3 a.m., he can probably eat till 10. You know, I go to bed at 8, 9 o'clock. Because you're an old lady. I, hey, now. <laughs> hey, don't give my age out there. It's still supposed to be like secret. You just called me 75. Stop I did it. not call you 75. I said if. If is not you. You were pointing at me and looking was, at me. I talk with my hands. I talk with my hands. But uh, so a great snack, people, is like you just said, nuts or a protein bar or mm-hmm. a protein shake. Um, but mix in fruits and vegetables. And if you really want to drop some weight, okay, if you got a goal of I want to be drop 30 pounds, Eat five times a day. And I'm not saying big meals, smaller meals, because it speeds up your metabolism. It speeds up the metabolism Watch and drink your, lots of water. Lots of water. Water is the key. And also, you know, you can diet, you know, your diet is really key to mental health, believe it or not, gut health, physical health. If you're an athlete, whatever, you know, any physical activity, diet is key. But exercise is truly key. So mm-hmm. I would say a goal for the week to start. Three to four times a week. Okay. You know, don't be like Scott where you got to work out seven seven days a week or he's going to, you know, lose his mind. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Well, I mean, but sometimes your body has to be like, okay, because sometimes we'll do that. We'll go seven days strong for about a month. But and then, if you rotate what you're working out on, true. one day you do arms, next day you do legs, true. then it's okay. Yes, but I do and think sometimes that sometimes that mental health of just being in that physical state is the best thing you can do exactly so if you don't have weights at home or you're not a member of a gym or anything like that you, you can, can go still to stephanie walk. and scott's we will charge you <laughs> 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 gotta make some money somewhere no but you know look around because a lot of times this time of year health clubs i know we have like a crunch fitness anytime fitness you know there's a lot of there's a lot of health out clubs out there that do run specials for new year's and that's because if, they're taking advantage of the new year's resolutions that's right that's right. Smart so, marketing. It is. So you remember, key, key, key is diet. Cut out your sugar if you really want to see it. But not cut it happen. out. Uh, not for you. you got to have your candy. You walk into Ward's office and there's candy everywhere. <laughs> I know. You know, I'm just saying. You go to 
Aaron's little corner over there, he's going to have his snacks lined up from his string cheese to his protein mm-hmm. bars. Me, I just have an energy drinks. <laughs> I got nothing. But yeah, so uh, don't be specific. Make sure it's measurable mm-hmm. and that you can achieve it. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure your results are in a timely manner. If you're like, okay, I want to get, you know, losing 20 pounds in a week isn't going to happen for anybody. So, you mm-hmm. know, make sure, you know, that your results are timely. And, um, you know, keep a track. Write it down. Put it on Put it on your mirror. Put it in your car, wherever you spend most of your time, your computer. And uh, there is your key to success for losing weight and being healthy. All right. Very nice. New Year's resolutions. Almost half Americans will make a New Year's resolution, but only a third will keep all of them. The average American will keep the resolution 36 days. I believe that. And what did I say (laughs) yesterday? It takes 30 days to create a habit, right? Mm -hmm. So... If the fact that someone makes a resolution, whatever it is, and can make it 36 days, that's kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. About half the resolutions involve what you just talked about, exercise and weight loss, mm-hmm. as well as other health-related goals. The other two-thirds set financial goals for the new year. Mm-hmm. And young adults, 18 to 34, are the largest demographic that sets New Year's resolutions. I believe that because my, daughter, my daughter's 20. She does it every year, mm-hmm. uh, you know. She doesn't keep them very long, but well, she tries, <laughs> you know, but yeah. So, um, and here's the thing. If you get off track, don't be like, oh, well, forget it. Just pick yourself back up. No, I'll just forget over. it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> just forget it. No, don't. Don't give up. You keep going. Don't be a quitter. Don't be a quitter. You just keep going. So, but here's an interesting thing. I, I When I was researching diets and stuff, do you know that your average College or NFL quarterback consumes 6,000 calories a day. Well, that's average. I'm sure there's some out there that do a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Dak Prescott, his favorite pregame meal, which I thought is is pasta with marinara sauce. Must be nice. But that's think about it. They're burning off all those calories. Well, yeah, there's a good reason for it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he likes fruits and veggies. Fruits and veggies. <laughs> Oranges and bananas are good too for potassium. I eat bananas every day. I know you got one by your computer yep. right now every day. Mm-hmm. You always know when Ward's in the building because there's a banana in the trash can. <laughs> That's right. But anyways, there you go. Oh, drink lots of water. Oh. Lots of water. So, right. Happy New Year, Happy everybody. New Year, Steph. Okay, eat your black eyed peas. Yes. Have Watch you your got yours? Games. Yes, I got mine. All right. You got yours? Yes. I'm Aaron? ready to go. You got yours, Aaron? No. Okay. Are you do you do you are you gonna do black eyed peas? If they have them, I'll do it. He's gonna do string cheese. <laughs> Someone will have some somewhere. You hope so. That I know under your black eyed peas and greens and greens, collard greens. I like collard greens. I don't know how to make them, but I could do spinach. That's green. You could do spinach, I guess. That's green. Yeah, there's some bacon in there. Mm-hmm. Some bacon fat. No, right. what time? What time are you coming over? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. What time is the game on Monday? Three-ish? Four-ish? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, happy New Year, Steph. Happy New Year to y'all. See you next All year. Right. There she goes. See you next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll Only talk we some... could be so lucky. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. We'll talk more college football coming up on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys.
Cowboys football 2023. Back to throw, looking left, looking right. Only heard here. Pumps, runs out to the left. All season. Throws on the run, Lamb at the seven and strolls in. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Detroit Lions live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys and Lions, Saturday starting with the pregame at 6 here on ESPN Central Texas. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Connects right now. Make 2024 the year you go back to living normal life again. Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. QC Connects can give you your life back. The nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement again. If you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation. 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Every day in Commons Bank, 
Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Appropriate song. This song will be played so many times on Sunday night. Probably the most played song on Sunday night. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think so. around. Maybe Old Lang Syne. I don't like. Well, that, song, that will though, be played, but I mean, I'm just talking at the party. Everybody's party will have this song. Yeah, it included is a, into the it playlist. It is a New Year's staple. It is it that and Prince's 1999. 1999 still gets played a ton. Yeah, yeah. those are the two that, that, that immediately jump out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big New Year's Eve playlist. Nice job. Plus, I thought it was fitting for right after Stephanie. We're celebrating. <laughs> I'm, I know she's listening. I'm kidding. It was a great segment. It always is. Just poking fun. <laughs> wow. All right. Clemson trailing Kentucky with 11.03 remaining in the second quarter. I believe it's that's not right. Let me refresh this real quick because it's halftime. There we go. 13, uh, 12.32 in the third. And it's 21 to 10 in favor of Kentucky. Surprising a little bit? I think so. I really do. I think that that's a. Now, look, there's a long way to go. But Kentucky's offense is playing very well right now, and Clemson's offense has been sparse, to say the least, so far in this football game. Coming up a little bit later on, we talked about it. In fact, uh, I think they're kicking off right now over on CBS. It is Oregon State and Notre Dame. Maybe really, if you look at it, Aaron, this is the best game of the day, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I get it. Ohio State and Missouri, seven versus nine. Eh. <laughs> but i i don't I don't I don't look at that one as being the best game. I think this one right here with Notre Dame and Oregon State is going to be the most competitive game and the most fun game to watch. I think so too. Um, I don't think Missouri has a lot for Ohio State. But, you know, they don't have their starting quarterback, but we'll see. I'd be shocked. I really would. Iowa State and Memphis doesn't do a lot for me either. No. (laughs) Even though there's a Big 12 team involved. and I'll be watching it because it'll start uh, while we're here. Yeah, I mean, it'll be on while Mm -hmm. I'm here producing, but that'd be the only reason I'm watching most of that. Yeah, I I agree. That and... Not a whole lot. Now, tomorrow's matchups in college football. I guess the early game, really, and the middle game are the two that kind of jump off the page at you at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Ole Miss and Penn State. This could be a really good football game at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, that's one of the better matchups of the bowl season, I think. I'm looking forward to that one. Then you have Auburn and Maryland mashed in between Georgia and Florida State. And Toledo and Wyoming 
ends it off at the Barstool Sports uh, Arizona Bowl as your nightcap, uh, or afternoon cap, I should say. Really no night games coming up tomorrow night, which surprises me a little bit, but maybe uh, that's because the NFL schedule. Probably, because the, the the NFL has the Cowboys and Giants as their, their Saturday game, and they have it Saturday night, so I guess college football. Cowboys and Lions. What did I say? Giants. Oh, yeah, Cowboys and Lions, um, which I sure college football, and rightfully so, Wanted to avoid that because that well, thing's yeah. going to draw huge ratings. <laughs> huge ratings. Yes. There's not a bowl game out there, I don't think, if no. you looked at those four games that you could say, yeah, we can go up against the Cowboys. No. There's not any <laughs> many bowl games, period, that can go up against them. No, I wouldn't think so. Now, with the, with the two college semifinals, they'd have a better chance probably. But yeah, I, don't, they, I don't think they would outdraw the Cowboys. Oh, not it. No, it wouldn't be close. I really but don't. That Cowboys game is going to do about – going to do over 30 million mm-hmm. that's that's been the average and there's no uh there's no college football games doing that type of numbers no no not even I, if you put the national championship up against it maybe a little bit but i just don't think you outdraw the, the dallas cowboys you just don't do it now the one we talked about yesterday the capital one orange bowl georgia and florida state I, I didn't think that this game had a whole lot of juice to it. I really didn't. I thought it was an interesting matchup. But after Florida State's statement that they're going to go 13-0, and we've talked about that this week, I, I think that all of a sudden that juiced Georgia up a little bit. And I, I think – I've seen some things where they said, "Oh, they're ready. They're they're motivated for this you're game." And not going to go thirteen and zero now. It's going to get ugly. You know, we were talking about the ratings, NFL compared to college football, and college football is a solid second as far as overall ratings. Of, oh, sure. of any sport, sure. But the two highest rated games this year for college football: Ohio State, Michigan, nineteen. A little over 19 million, mm-hmm. and Georgia, Alabama in the SEC championship game, 17 and a half million. Uh, after that, the highest games of the year were about 10 million: Colorado, Oregon, Michigan, Iowa, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Penn State, Ohio State, all slightly above or slightly below 10 million. And to put that in context, the three games on Saturday averaged about 28 million. <laughs> For the NFL, so it's not even. And they were good matchups, but there was no Cowboys involved, and the Cowboys are still by far the biggest draw in the NFL. So we'll see Saturday night. But I would be shocked if it if it wasn't higher rated than even any of the three uh, Christmas Day games for the NFL. I think it's just going to be a blockbuster as far as ratings. I do too. I really do. College football semifinals coming up with the Texas Longhorns taking on Washington. What do you think about this matchup? I think it's the best matchup of the college football season, bowl season. Uh, I, I think Texas will win. I'm hoping Washington will pull the upset, and I think it'll be a close game. This is two very good teams, and that Washington coach is a coach, man. Mm-hmm. He has won everywhere he's been. But, you know, Sarkeesian has Longhorns rolling. He has them back to where – they are a national power and can beat anybody and can win a national championship. That's the best game to me of all the bowls. I, I think it's going to be the most competitive. I really do because I don't think 
I could be way wrong. I've been wrong before. But I don't think Michigan can play with Alabama. I have a rule, and it's served me very well. You cannot bet enough money on SEC teams against Big Ten teams or Notre Dame in the college football playoffs. They just get destroyed. The, the, the spread is never big enough to account for the talent difference. And I know Michigan – there are a lot of people I know that think Michigan is the best team in the country – they're going to find out the hard way when they play Alabama. I'm just telling you right now. And I will be – I'm not a big gambler anymore, but I'm just telling you that if you go back and look at the SEC teams against the Big Ten teams, except for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Ohio State can be competitive some years, obviously, because they've won a national championship, or a couple of them since the, uh, since the uh, BCS started anyway. But other than that, take out Ohio State – and it's it's a it's been a free roll to bet on SEC teams, no matter what the spread in the college football playoffs against Big Ten teams, not Ohio State or Notre Dame. Well, there's a couple of reasons I look at Michigan. Now, look, they've dominated all season long, and they've overcome distractions to be able to do that. I get that, and I get their schedules a little bit different than Alabama's, but Alabama's still Alabama. And the other thing is. Just watching them on the college football playoff selection show and how deflated they were when Alabama popped up there instead of Florida State. Yeah. They were just yep. like, uh-oh. Absolutely. They knew that. <laughs> and so it, from, the, from the very first minute, <laughs> it was already in their head. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that means something. I really do. I mean – you should have jumped up and cheered. Hey, we get Alabama. And they did not do that in any stretch of the imagination. They were like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. So I, that I think that's a factor. Yeah. it's uh, Bama's already in their head. Mm-hmm. And Bama's, obviously, everybody's super motivated. It's the college football semifinals. But I just, Bama, when they get, into the college football playoffs, unless Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback of the other team, mm-hmm. they're almost unbeatable. They're and tough to beat. Been, or unless it's Georgia. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and look, that's, you know, but, two heavyweights going at it. Oh, absolutely. So we'll see. But I, so yeah, if I we get really, a Texas, really, if we get a Texas and Alabama rematch, is that where you're saying we're probably going? I think so. I'm not ruling out. Washington upsetting Texas. I think that's going to be a close game. Right. But I think Texas will win. But I think Alabama wins the national championship. I don't – how many times has Nick Saban been beaten twice in a season? Nah, I don't know. You'd have to look that up yeah. because I couldn't answer that, I honestly. I cannot imagine that it's – It it's, hadn't been very many, if, if any. If it's been done, yeah, I bet I can count them on maybe one or two fingers. Yep. I, I don't Since I don't he's been in Alabama, that. I can't imagine he's lost – now, well, since he's been in Alabama, that's probably a zero. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, did they lose to Georgia twice at all? I don't think so. I think I when they that. lost to him in the championship game, they came back and beat him mm-hmm. in the college football playoffs when they played him. That was the year before Georgia you know, won, won their first national championship. Right. I don't know. That's a good thing to try to look up here in a minute. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's going to be the matchup, and I think it's going to be great. Now, my next question is for Nick Saban. If he does win the national championship, is he done? I don't think so. I think he is. 
Really? I think he walks away. You don't think he likes the new landscape? And, no, I because think it's he not, hates the new landscape. Well, because he can't dominate it like he could the old landscape. I think if he wins the national championship. You may be right. You may be right. This is it for Nick Saban. There's no way for him to go on a run like he did in the previous 15 years. Not anymore. With NIL now. No, it's free and agency. And transfer portal, yeah. There's no way. And so I think that's a great point, and I think you may be right. He may look at it like I – I don't have this huge advantage over everybody else in the country that I used to have, so mm-hmm. I'll step away and be considered the greatest college football coach of all time. And especially winning the championship? Why not? Absolutely. Why not? Get away from it. All right, Cowboys and Lions coming up tomorrow right here on ESPN Central Texas. Kyle Yeomans from the Cowboy Network. He'll join us next in the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. To me, it was kind of a rude awakening for the ponies. Paid their way to be with the big boys in a Power 5 conference. I don't think we should read too much into these bowl games, but if you're going to complain that you should be in a New Year's Six Bowl, you better go handle a 6-6 six and six ACC team. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people, and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's Fall Clearance Sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury Motor-Powered National Best Sellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice costs. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Road trip. Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Genco is extending its auto refi road trip to December 30th. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org, member NCUA. Genco. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Coriel Health has an all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show Sports Injury Expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Coriel Health Orthopedic Team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. 
1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. Another Christmas has passed, and that means no more presents, right? Not at Pickup Outfitters. It's our year-end push to end truck nudity, and we're giving away lots of gifts. Come get you some of this. Free install with every retractable bed cover. Free laser-measured perfect-fit floor liners with any purchase over $1,000. Free rubber bed mat with every solid bed cover purchased and installed. Free bed rug mat or lighting upgrade with any camper shell purchase. Free install with any toolbox purchase. $200 off front bumpers, $100 off rear bumpers purchased and installed. Instant manufacturer rebate match on airlift airbags and compressor. Plus more. Christmas is hereby extended by Pickup Out. Outfitters through this Saturday, December 30th only. Check it out online at createacommotion.com or better yet, come see us at our brand new location of Pickup Outfitters. Look for the silver and red building at 4535 West Waco Drive in Waco. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas here on this Football Friday. And joining us now from the Cowboys Network, it is Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, how are we doing? You know, I'm great. I thought for a second whenever that note hit for the, the lead-in song that it was you that was hitting the note. <laughs> I was kind of hoping it would be you. <laughs> no, no, wasn't me. I, I might could. No, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, nice try. Yeah, you thought about it for a second there. I would, if you would have said something like, I could probably hit it, then I was going to challenge you. But since since you backed off, yeah, I'm, I think we'll we'll let it slide this time. I, I'm I'm older and wiser now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness, right? Yeah. Maybe back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, I might have tried to pull that off, and it, it wouldn't have been good. <laughs> Cowboys, they fall short to the Dolphins. But, Kyle, I've asked this question a couple of times this week, and I wanted to ask you, if you would have told me that the Cowboys were only going to give the Dolphins one touchdown and only give up 22 points, would you have ever believed that the Cowboys would have come up short in that game? Absolutely not. Uh, I, I think it's, it's another proof of what we've talked about in previous weeks where this defense is good enough to win you games. This offense is good enough to win you games. But unless you get one or the other, it really puts you behind the eight ball. If you, if you have a lapse on, on one side or the other and you make mistakes and you leave the door open, that's when teams can beat you, and that's where this team is vulnerable. And I think they were vulnerable on offense because of the offensive line. I think Chuma Adelga really struggled, and there were times at, mm-hmm. at left tackle where 
he he had his hands full with Bradley Chubb and company coming downhill. The Dolphins give them credit. Like they brought they brought a ton of pressure and they really made things tough on that 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 offensive line. But for the most part, when when you have a guy filling in for a, a future Hall of Famer, I mean an All Pro left tackle, there's going to be a lapse. I think they they expected Chuma Doga to step up and and fill that role admirably. And it didn't really work out. I think it, it, it didn't work out the way that they won, and there was more of a drop-off than, than what they, they really anticipated, and it put the offense behind the eight ball. Explain to me in terms where I can understand it why Mike McCarthy, the play caller, targets mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb early in the ball game. They drive down the field, and then no targets in the second or third quarter whatsoever until late in the fourth quarter they finally go back to C.D. Lamb. What was the purpose of that at all? Uh, when you when you go back and you watch the film, C.D. Lamb, uh, I mean, they, they allowed him early to have some of those receptions. I mean, take what the defense gives you, right? Sure. Take those receptions, and they, they backed off of C.D. Lamb, and then they saw, okay, C.D. Lamb had 94 receiving yards in the first quarter. Maybe we should maybe step up a little bit and, and put a double team on him. So they put safety help over the top. From that point forward, C.D. Lamb was doubled. That's when I think – they were pigeonholed into finding somebody else to step up on offense. And at times this year, that's happened. You've had Brandon Cook step up in a big way. You've had Jake Ferguson step up in a big way. But you, you've also had times where you can't find any of those guys, and they're also uh, locked up in a, in a certain battle of their own. That's where they, they needed something to happen there. And, and I think there's, there's a level of, of, hey, let's try and – spread things out so that way whenever playoff time comes around, we don't have to rely on C.D. Lamb all the way through because you're going to face better corners, better secondaries, more more diverse game plans when you come to playoff time. But I, I, I don't think you should overthink it in this category, and I think you're right. I, I think in the second and third quarter when they went away from C.D. Lamb was when the offense went stagnant. If that tells me anything, force feed him the rock. Find a way to get him the football and they didn't necessarily do that. And I think it's something that they learned maybe in this matchup, and we'll see if that can carry on uh, to other tough matchups down the line, including this week against Detroit. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to follow that up with, I don't care if they're double-teaming or what. you got to no. find a way to get the ball in your playmaker's hands if he is your true playmaker, and he is. He's the straw and, that stirs the drink on this offense. Sure, and, and he's also shown in the past, I mean, think about the three games where he, he can had, handle it. Uh, 10 receptions and 150 yards. I mean, he was the first NFL player in history to do that. And he did it against double teams. This wasn't the first time that Dallas had seen a double team against CeeDee Lamb work. And and he's still worked out of some of that in the past. And, I mean, it goes – it's funny how similar this two-game skid reminds me of some of the earlier losses in the season. Because you've got the two back-to-back games, first time they've lost back-to-back since Thanksgiving of 2021. But earlier in the season, what was the talking point after they lost in a, in a blowout against the 49ers? Mm-hmm. Feed C.D. Lamb. Right. That was the talking point. Was I'm not getting enough targets, and then that's when he rattled off the three straight games. Uh, additionally, it also reminds me, this Dolphins loss reminds me of whenever they lost in Week 9 to the Philadelphia Eagles, where you lost in a tight game on the road against a really, really good football team. And you feel like you learned a lot in that loss. You may have you may have come up wrong on the wrong side of things this time around, but next time you go up against an opponent like that, you, you're you're going to be better fitted for it. And 
Dallas showed that by rebounding, winning five straight games after that week nine loss, including uh, a blowout win over the Eagles. Can they do that this week? And that's where I think my confidence level is going to waver significantly is if they do take care of business this week and they have an impressive win against an 11-win Lions team, then all of a sudden I'm feeling much better of, okay, this team actually does have what it takes to beat playoff caliber opponents in important areas of the season. Whereas if they lose this and they are on, they are on a three-game skid and you, you lose to the Lions and you've lost six games, then all of a sudden I'm looking at this team and saying, okay, maybe this is, maybe this is all they've got. Maybe they're a, they're a good team. They're just not a great team. So the confidence meter is going to go up and down based off of this Lions game this week. And I think it starts with taking the lessons you learned against the Dolphins in that loss, against the Bills in that loss, and applying it and turning things around. Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboys Network with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And, Kyle, why can the Cowboys not play on grass? Do they not have a grass practice field at the star? That is, I'm looking at it right now, Ward. There's a, there's a, a natural grass field that is beautiful. They've redone the interior right where the hash marks are. It looks great. It, it's fan, phenomenal. Uh, I, I don't know. I really don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Are we reading too much into it? But, I mean, it just seems like you look up and they're on grass. You go, oh, no. Yeah, you're like, oh, what what is happening here? Maybe it's just the – I mean, one, road environments, I think, have been a, a talking point. And, of course, the Cowboys play on turf at AT&T Stadium. Mm-hmm. So, whenever they're winning all these games in Arlington, you're winning on turf. You're not winning on grass. Uh, when you play on grass, you're playing in hostile environments. Think about the last – three games that you've played on the road uh, or three of the last three, I, I guess Carolina, you won on grass. So th- that Panthers team's not very good, but uh, you, you, you played in Buffalo grass. You played in hard rock stadium grass. You played in Philadelphia grass, San Francisco grass. I, I mean, those are just tough games anyways, right? Like those are some of the better teams in the NFL. So I think it's more of an anomaly more than it does actually affect the outcome of the game. Uh, but it is a, a fun stat to look at and uh, not so fun stat if you're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Kyle, for Micah Parsons and all the controversy that's come up this week, even from Jerry Jones, about how he has not had a holding call in I don't know how many weeks it is now, but is, is there any truth to that or is it just I'm trying to make an excuse right now? Uh, well, it's since week six um, that he's had a, a holding call. Uh, that He has not had a holding call. I, I think normally if it's a game or two, you could probably say, okay, I'm being held. It's not working out. And you're, whatever that ends up being, it, it's, it's an excuse. But we're talking about a guy who is the league leader in NFL pressures. He has 13 sacks on the campaign again, which mm-hmm. is a constant throughout the last couple of years. Uh, and he's a constant just disruptor in the backfield. How? Tell me how over those last now 10 weeks of the NFL season, he has not had a single holding call. When teams are throwing double teams, they're throwing chop blocks, they're throwing anything at him, everything but the kitchen sink at Micah Parsons to try and slow him down. And if somebody could find a kitchen sink, I think they'd throw that at him too (laughs) to try and have him slow down. How has there not been a single holding call? And I think that's where – it, it turns from less of an excuse and more of a, uh, of a problem um, because he's being called differently. And the officials, there have been officials that have come out and said this about either to a coach or, or however it's gotten out to the media. 
but they talked about how they call specific plays against specific players and they they basically on a holding call they want to see if you can get there and make a play and if you can't necessarily get there at least in your mind uh then they're not going to call a holding penalty because it's not affecting the play but when it's when it comes to Micah Parsons if that is your mindset which I think is the wrong mindset in the first place if that is indeed your mindset though he's a freak he's an absolute anomaly of an athlete he needs to be called for holding more than anything, especially if that's your mindset. So I, I think it is a talking point. And, and there have been conversations with the NFL and with the Cowboys. And, of course, even Jerry Jones using the media to talk about it as well. Mike McCarthy's brought it up a few times, too. It, it is something to talk about. And, and unfortunately, it's, it's really hurt the Cowboys in a couple of areas this year. Well, and I agree. I, I think it's, it's – it, it's so obvious on some plays, and then you have sure. – look, you could call holding on every play if you want to, right? I mean, yeah. if you really wanted to, you could call holding in the NFL on every single play. But when you're being double teamed and held by two guys, it's a little more egregious. And and there are times whenever it is just one guy, and it's pretty obvious. I mean, we watch the live copy, uh, especially when they're on the road. We watch the live copy the same way that, that you guys would at home. And, and we're looking at it and saying, if we can see this hold here, how can you not see it on the field? How can mm-hmm. you not see it when you're trained to look for it? And then, of course, you've got the still shots that come out later with his his face mask getting ripped off. And uh, he's got hands to the chest and up in his, his shoulder pads. And there's so many different elements of how they've shown that it is a concern and it is a problem uh, and it hasn't been addressed yet. So, We'll see. I think at this point, if there is a penalty marker thrown, I, I, it may even be just a, a, a try and get right penalty marker. We'll see if <laughs> it's constituted or not, but it's going to be like, a, oh, look, we threw one for Micah. There you go, Cowboys. Have fun. So <laughs> at that point, then I think it's going to be tongue in cheek. And, and the officials are aware of it. Of course, if we're talking about it, you know the officials listen. Uh, and they've got people in their corner, too, that are that are probably relaying that information. So I'm interested to see how they attack it and where they go from here, but it is a talking point overall. Kyle Yeovans with the Cowboys Network with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Before we get to tomorrow's game, news came out that Darren Woodson is a finalist again for the Hall of Fame. Good news for Darren, but he's got to get in this time, doesn't he? I, I Man, I've been clamoring for this for a long time. Woody, and you know this, Woody's one of my favorite Cowboys of mm-hmm. all time, and that was before I got the chance to meet him. Uh, and he's even better in person. I mean, he revolutionized the safety position. You talk about a safety that's able to come down and play in the slot and play play that nickelback corner and just kind of revolutionize what a defense can do in the secondary. He was that guy. And, I mean, he was one of the toughest football players in the NFL throughout his entire career. We were doing – we did an intro video with him last year for the Tampa Bay playoff game, and we used Darren as kind of – the rallying cry. And I, I asked Darren, I said, Hey, listen, I want your, your grittiest story you've ever had. What was the, the grittiest moment in his career? And he said, okay. I, he's like, that's easy. There was a game we were playing. I think they said they were playing the Cardinals. It was in, I want to say it was in Arizona. Maybe it was at Texas stadium. I can't remember what it was, but he was talking about at early part in his career, he was making a tackle. He broke his arm, broke his forearm in the middle of the game and he went back over to the sideline and Britt Brown, who's just a phenomenal uh, piece of the medical staff here for the Cowboys looked at it and says, yeah, it's broken. 
Uh, and he says, is it a clean break? Is it all the way through? And he said, yeah. And he's like, okay, do you want me to reset it? And he's like, no, 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 don't reset it yet. Uh, can, can I hurt it any more than it's already hurt? And Britt kind of looked at him like crazy and was like, well, it's a broken arm. No, you can't hurt it more than, than what has already been there. Uh, and he, he kind of laughed and said, okay, so I can't hurt it any more than it's already hurt. Put a cast on it. Let me get back out there. So he, they put they taped it up as much as humanly possible. I mean, you see guys with the clubs out there. It was kind of like the clubs before the clubs. Right. Um, he, they, they taped it up, like kind of cemented it as much as they could. He went back out there, and he had four tackles in the second half uh, with a broken arm, playing through a broken arm. I mean, that's the type of stuff that, one, it's a phenomenal story, but it shows the grit, it shows the leadership, it shows the tenacity that a player like that did throughout his entire career with one team. It's about time Darren Woodson goes in and he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. He's more than deserving, and I have a good feeling about this one. I think he finally gets a chance to get in there. Kyle Yeoman's with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Now let's talk Cowboys and Lions. And this is a different Lions team that's coming into AT&T Stadium than the Cowboys have seen in many years. Yeah, not the same team. And that's a credit to Dan Campbell and what he's done. We're just talking about toughness and physicality. That's what Dan Campbell's teams represent. And that's what he's wanted them to embody since he took over uh, in Detroit. And they showed that last year. Started one and six really wasn't a good football team and, and that was the last time the Cowboys saw them too was right as they lost their fifth game so they were one and five when Dallas threw them uh to to the side in the early parts of last year but even then you could see the signs of the physicality I mean the Lions really challenged the Cowboys last year uh in the early parts of that game it took a, a probably the best play by a linebacker I've ever seen and Micah Parsons going and making a uh, a strip at the at the goal line and in pursuit of a ball carrier, stripped it out from behind, and the ball goes out of the bounds in the in the end zone. So it's a touchback, and Dallas gets the football. Um, that's the type of thing that uh, that turned the tide in that game. You need that to go your way again this week because they're going to bring the physicality. They're going to bring the effort. Uh, completely different team because now they've got weapons on the outside that they can utilize. They've got a dual-headed monster in the backfield that they did not have last year when you played them with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. This is a good football team, and it's the reason why they won 11 games already. Kyle, what is the biggest matchup in your mind going into tomorrow's game? Uh, whoever blocks Aiden Hutchinson. That's, that's where I'm at because Aiden Hutchinson's a really good player. Uh, is he having the season that maybe Lions fans anticipated? No. But he has six-and-a-half sacks. He has 23 quarterback hits. He's, he's high on pressures. He can disrupt a game, especially if your offensive line is not ready. And it kind of reminds me of what Bradley Chubb brought last week. And we talked about Chuma Adoga and the drop-off uh, that they had at the tackle position. I think if, if Hutchinson has a big day, I don't think the Dallas offense has a big day because this is a team that's really good at stopping the run. Uh, their run defense is, is tremendous. So if you can't throw the ball around a little bit, you may have some trouble moving the ball, period. So if, if he's able to get loose against this offensive line, I think it's a completely different story. So uh, whether that's Tyron Smith or Chuma Adoga on the left side or even Terrence Steele at right tackle, uh, I want to know who's picking up Aiden Hutchinson and how he's, uh, how he's being covered because that's going to be a number one priority for me. How important is it for the Cowboys to get an early lead in this ballgame because – 
It just seems like to me, and, and look, I know, anytime you fall behind in the NFL, it makes it difficult. But this team yeah. really has a hard time playing from behind. Well, they're built to play from ahead, right? Yeah, I think absolutely. That conversation, too. I mean, when, when this team builds a lead, they're as good as anybody in the NFL at putting a lead away. Especially right. like a multi-score lead. I'm not talking about like a one-session deal where it's 7-3 to three or 10-7 to seven or something like that. Uh, when they have a multi-score lead and they're up 14 to three, or they're up 21 to seven, you can almost guarantee teams are going to be more inclined to throw the football. And when you abandon the run and you throw the ball around a little bit, that's what Dallas wants. Like that, that's that's exactly what the number one pressure rate defense in the country wants. They want to put you in position to throw the football. They invite you to throw the football because. They've got DBs on the outside, one of which that has eight interceptions, five of which returned for a touchdown, the other one that's been a, a defensive player of the year in the past. And then they've got this just just completely upending uh, front seven. So, yeah, I, I think that's just kind of how this team is built. They're not built to run the football and go three yards in a cloud of dust and, and run uh, run the clock. They're also not, not built to, to play from behind unless you make a mistake. Uh, so, yeah, if, if they're for coming from behind, I think this is a team that uh, is, is vulnerable, but that's because they're built to play with a lead, and that's why they wanted to jump out and have a lead in Miami. It just didn't work out because of the Lipke fumble at the goal line. Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboys Network with us in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Rico Dow out of this game. What does that do to the running game for the Cowboys? Is it an uphill battle even more now? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because now I think your number two tailback is Deuce Vaughn. Uh, that's that's where you're at because you, you Dowdle out, uh, Malik Davis is out of practice squad elevations. So unless at some point today, and I think the deadline might be 3 p.m. East or 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, to make a roster move going into tomorrow's game, uh, unless they make a roster move to put Malik Davis on the active roster, uh, it, it goes Tony Pollard then Deuce Vaughn. And those are your two guys that you're going to run the football with. Hunter Lipke there, too. So I'm interested to see if they do make a move. Uh, then maybe it adds some some ability in your tailback room. But they're going to rely heavily on Tony Pollard. And, and I think that's where maybe the, the carries need to go. He's He's been, uh, at, at least at times, effective. You, you just need to get him into a rhythm. And, and I think there have been times this year where he has been in a rhythm and he's been good. Uh, but he hasn't been great yet, and, and I'm waiting for that to step up, and I think it could come at any point. Is Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy the driving force behind this offense right now? Ooh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> my, my, initial, my initial thought would be McCarthy because he's been the one that's established the system, and Dak had to adjust early, and Dak will admit that. Dak was talking to us the other day, and he said early on, I was looking at this and saying, okay, why, why this and why that compared to what we had done previously? Um, and then he got to the point where around week five, week six, he said he finally saw the vision. He finally clicked. And then from that point forward, of course, we, we were talking about him in an MVP race, MVP conversation for at least a significant uh, part in time. But it, with, with the way this offense rolls, you can't have one without the other. You really just can't. I mean, Mike McCarthy can play call as much as he wants, but if it's Cooper Rush in there or Trey Lance in there at quarterback, it's not going to be the same as with Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott can play the quarterback position 
as flawlessly as possible. But if Mike or if Mike McCarthy is unable to, to call the right plays or, or it has a lapse in judgment or something like that, then it puts Dak in a tough situation. So I think they, they go hand in hand. But if I had to lean one way or the other, I'd probably say Mike McCarthy for sure. If the Cowboys put up a 40-burger against the Lions, is Dak Prescott <laughs> back in the MVP conversation? Or does he legitimately have to get to the NFC Championship game to even be in the conversation again? Well, it's it's more so a regular season award, I think. I, I, they're supposed to look at it as a regular season award. Sure they are, I Kyle. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, yeah, wink, wink. Um, the, I, I think – the, the way that Dak gets back into the MVP conversation is if the, the 49ers and the Eagles don't finish the season strong. Let's say San Francisco drops a game late. Brock Purdy throws another three or four picks, and he just doesn't look good. Um, Christian McCaffrey doesn't look great. Uh, Tyree Kill still remains banged up. And then uh, Dallas wins the division. I think Dallas, if they win the division and they're the number one or number two seed, and Dak just balls out this week and next week, um, I, I think you could still put him in that conversation. But it would still be on the outside looking in. I don't think he could be the favorite of that conversation. If you're, and it, it's crazy how little, thing, it, it, how little it takes to change this because of how wide open it is. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. If Dallas gets a stop against Miami, if Dallas gets a stop there and they win that game – 20 to 19 in Miami and they, they bring, they, they go down the field in the fourth quarter. They storm down there. Dak's doing everything to stay on his feet against an offensive line that just hasn't walked for him all day long, delivers some strikes and then has the big touchdown in the back of the end zone to, to Brandon cooks. I mean, you, you look at that and you say that was an MVP drive and it totally was, it was an MVP caliber drive. However, from the outside looking in, you lost the football game. If you get a stop there, your defense gets a stop, and you win that game 20-19, to 19, Dak is squarely in that conversation. Because then if you win out, you win the division, and you've got a chance to, to win the MVP. So there's, there's, I think there's ebbs and flows to the MVP conversation and the way that it's, it's kind of built up to this point. It would take a lot for him to really be right back into that, that conversation. But it's still wide open. I think it's anybody's race to win right now, and, and – if I had a vote right this second, I would vote for Christian McCaffrey. That'd be my guy uh, to, to throw out there. Maybe Lamar Jackson, but even Lamar Jackson, I could look at and say he hasn't done some things as well as Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts have at times this year. He's just on a better team. So it, it, it's an interesting conversation, and I, I think it'll continue up until that final week of the regular season. I know that the home streak is on the line, and the Lions coming in as a good football team. The Cowboys need a win. But that's not the biggest story coming up tomorrow. It's the halftime and Jimmy Johnson going into the ring of honor. I thought you were going to say it was because Cowboys pregame live is going to be at the field and on the on the stadium uh, <laughs> at the stadium tomorrow. I thought that was what your storyline was going to be. I'm a, little, I'm a little hurt by that. That was my next um, one. He was getting to it. Thank goodness. Yeah, 5.30 p.m. tomorrow at DallasCowboys.com. Um, yeah, I, I'm wearing a Jimmy Johnson ring of honor shirt right now. Um, I think – Every, I speak for most Cowboys fans. I don't want to say every Cowboys fan because that's impossible. But I, I think I speak for most when I say Jimmy Johnson had a massive impact on this organization and, and not just on the field success. Sure, he brought back-to-back Super Bowls, and, and he won a lot of games with the Cowboys. 
but it was a lot of what he did off the field of bringing a championship mentality, bringing a, a level of toughness, a level of grit uh, that that has transcended his era and has continued uh, both on and off the field for the Cowboys. I, I get to work with some really great people with this organization, and one of the best, if not the best, has been Nate Newton. Uh, and, of course, Nate really looks up to Jimmy and, and, and admires what Jimmy Johnson did for him, uh, not only as a football player, but as a person, too. And there were times in his career and in his life where he had ups and downs, and he said Jimmy was a constant all the way through, even to today. They have conversations every once in a while. I, I remember one time he rejected Jimmy's call in front of us, and I was like, what did you just do? I was like, wait, wait, you just, you just did what to Jimmy Johnson? You just said, hold on? Like, no, answer the phone, Nate. What are you talking about? But it, 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 that shows the level of respect that his former players have and, and the guys that he, he had an impact on uh, have for Jimmy Johnson and the way that he's, he's really transcended sports and, and really touched all of their lives as men. So really, really cool day. I'm, I'm excited that we're going to be in the building for it. Uh, we'll have a really cool, uh, and I know I, I jokingly plugged pregame live tomorrow. If you are a Cowboys fan in the central Texas area, tune in five 30, we're going to have a rotation of Cowboys guests. Uh, and then we're going to have Nate Newton with a wireless microphone just loose on the sideline. So you're going to get some pure gold from from that. And then we've also we're unleashing and, and unarchiving some never before seen Super Bowl footage from the Jimmy Johnson years. So really, it's going to be a cool day all the way across the board. Really excited about it. Kyle Yeovans with the Cowboys Networking. One of the things about Jimmy Johnson talking to some former players, and I've had the opportunity to do that. The, the thing that made Jimmy so special, not only of what he did for this organization and turning things around, because, look, they were a horrible football team yeah. when he took over this program, but there was never a question ever by anybody that walked out on the practice field and said, where's the head coach? You knew exactly where he was, and he was involved in everything. Yeah, he had his hands all, uh, on all of it, and that's kind of – the, the toughness and the, the grit and the mentality that I speak of, you don't, you don't always get that. There are some, some coaches that are like that. I mean, you think about some of the great current coaches in the NFL. You always know where Bill Belichick is. You always know where Pete Carroll is. You know where Mike Tomlin is. You know where a lot of these great coaches are. But in, in terms of being the most visible and most valuable sports franchise in the world, the, the Dallas Cowboys aren't that without Jimmy Johnson in the 1990s. That is pure and simple. They are not where they are today as an organization if Jimmy Johnson doesn't come in there and turn things around from a, a, an on-field standpoint and from a mentality standpoint because there are ways that he still uh, makes an impact on those that are even working in the building just by seeing the way that his mindset, his positivity, his player-first mentality and work ethic uh, certainly worked out in the right way, and it helped this organization tremendously. There will definitely be some sports crying going on tomorrow at halftime. I can promise you that. <laughs> Are you going to sports cry award? I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. I, I just, it. it is going to be a very, very special day. And I also think that it's really special that Aikman's going to be there in the building as well. Sure. Yeah, and, and trust me, there was some planning behind that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
as soon as they said the Lions game, that's going to be on ESPN Monday Night Football, where Troy Aikman's in the booth. Is like, ah, okay, we we see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Very, it's and Dan Campbell too. I mean, you think about yeah, that from absolutely. A former Cowboys as a former Cowboy player as now a head coach in the league. It does. It makes an impact. It's going to be a lot of fun. Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboys Network. Who wins tomorrow? Give me the Cowboys, and I think in a big way. I think they get out early, and they are the best team in the NFL when they play from ahead. 34-13 Dallas. And again, tell the Central Texas fans where they can find the pregame show. Yeah, pregame live tomorrow, 5.30 Central Time. You can catch it on DallasCowboys.com, also on the Dallas Cowboys social channels. So Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, it's all free, free to watch. We've got some really cool content lined up. All right, Kyle. Enjoy it. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year, my friend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Yes, sir. Happy New Year to all those down in Central Texas. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, there he goes. Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboys Network. We'll come back and put a bow on this one right after this. This is ESPN Central Texas. Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, how lovely are your SUVs? Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, I love the trucks you have for me. Strong and tough with luxury, room for all my family. Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, you are the dealership for me. Does your company need CDL drivers? We can help. ATDS assists companies with training their employees to obtain their CDL license to fill driving positions. There's somewhat freight to be hauled and not enough drivers to keep up with the demand, especially since it's a requirement to attend a truck driving school now to get your CDL license. ATDS trains drivers for over 20 different companies. They can obtain their CDL license in as little as 20 days and be on the road working immediately. Our only requirement is that you must have a valid Texas driver's license, no outstanding tickets or warrants, and you must be able to pass a drug screen and DOT physical. We train and test on manual transmissions, which sets us apart from other schools in the area. We do not want our students to have an automatic restriction on their license. We start a new class every two weeks, and we also have weekend classes available. Call us at 254-829-1694 to get your employees enrolled to obtain their CDL license. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. 
Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. It is that time. It is. It's the mm-hmm. end of the year. It it's is time. counting down. Two days, ten hours, four minutes, and 30 seconds until the new year. Very nice, Aaron. Thanks. All right, Cowboys. See that in 1999. It's <laughs> well past 1999, so with the Easy. <laughs> Lions at Cowboys tomorrow. You'll hear that game right here on ESPN Central Texas. A 6 o'clock pregame uh, for us as you uh, get ready for Cowboys and Lions, a special edition of Monday Night Football on Saturday night. Thanks to Kyle Yeomans for joining us here inside the press box. A little update in college football for you. Uh, seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Clemson is closing the gap on Kentucky. It is now 21-19, to and Clemson has the football. Also, it is fourth and goal uh, for Clemson right now. Oh, and they just turned it over to Kentucky. Whoops. So now Kentucky <laughs> has it 21 to 19 uh, with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. In the second quarter, it is Oregon State trailing Notre Dame seven to nothing with 944 to go there in that second quarter. Coming up at 230, Memphis and Iowa State. And then the nightcap is Ohio State and Missouri from AT&T Stadium inside the Cotton Bowl. I get why you're having it at AT&T Stadium. I just wish the Cotton Bowl was still in the Cotton Bowl. It's just me. I'm old. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I'd rather watch it in Jerry World, though, if I had to. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Don't forget college football coming up tomorrow as well. Aaron, any big plans for New Year's for you? Nah. Just going to take it easy. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be out for midnight. You know, with some friends, but okay. I'll be right home after the strike of midnight. <laughs> it's midnight going to bed. Absolutely. See you later. <laughs> or at least go home for the couch. <laughs> we'll be back with you on Tuesday, and we'll start 2024 on Tuesday right here in the Press Box. Coming up next, the J-Mo Show, followed by the Matt Mosley Show right here on ESPN Central Texas. Have a happy And more importantly, safe New Year's, everybody. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. For Aaron, I'm Ward White. So until next time, so long, everybody. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. 
We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 in Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. First Central Credit Union is opening doors to home ownership. First Central's open-door mortgage loans up to 95% of the appraised home value with low closing costs, no points, low origination fees, flexible terms, and competitive rates. Consider refinancing your mortgage or securing land for building. We loan up to 75% of the appraised value of land. Apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Some restrictions apply. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. 